Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You can't handle the truth. Truth is an acronym for true revelations uncovered through heroism. Heroism. The truth shall set you free. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Truthcast that is True Revelations Uncovered Through Heroism Cast and I am here as always with my partner Mr. Little Dicky Ricketts. I hope the people at home can smell the trash s'mores we're making. We're sitting around a campfire in the parking lot of the Hazel Park Library. Yes, yes, and we have gathered here with some of our most notorious heroes to exchange stories of the past that may come off in a more airy tone in respect of the Halloween holiday. And my future stepdad, because he had to give me a ride. I just want you to know, Terry, that's the only reason why you're here. Otherwise, everyone here is a friend. I've never been to a campfire with microphones. We're recording this for a special episode of the Truthcast, Daddy. I thought we were just making s'mores. I'm only here for the marshmallows. Oh, well, I'd like to introduce you to all of my friends. We have Radar, or are we calling you Orlando these days? Radar. Orlando is fine. We get to call him Orlando, Thomas. Hmm. We are among friends, after all. <laughs> and there's an empty chair there, but I keep catching something out of the corner of my eye. It keeps flickering in and out. I think that was Walter. I, I believe so. And then the very, very handsome Paul Starr. How's it going? Oh, well, thank you, little Dicky. I'm glad that you can see me for who I am. Yes, thank you for not canceling on us this time, Paul. Oh, I don't believe in cancel culture. Are your uh, kittens that you wanted us to aggressively meet, are they around or are we good? They are needing some uh, some bodies right now. Nick, little, uh, little biscuits. Little Flesh Biscuits. Flesh Biscuits. That should be the title of this episode. And, uh, Daddy, keep your hands off. Next to you is one of my BFFs, Ms. Connie Meef. Hello. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Somebody say kittens. I love kittens. I have kittens, and they lost their mittens, so now they have human hands. That's terrifying, and I hate it. Do you have any kittens with big thumper paws? Because Connie likes things with big feet. Big feet. Hairy. We we did run out of hands, so we did have to use feet for some of their front paws. I was listening to Dead Waves Radio, and you have replaced some of the cat parts with human parts. That is correct. They're eco-friendly, uh, resourceful, and the, they won't be missed. That sounds pretty sexy. Oh, thank you. It is. I have a calendar, if you would like some. I was told to get merch. I 
would love that. Can you please? Could I? Could I get one now? Could we get it here? Hey, there might be a love connection. What size uh, shoes do you wear, Paul? I wear size seven. Oh, I don't think it's gonna work out. Nope, nope, Even though nope. you do have that nice goatee, it could be a beard. It could be hairier. So we're gonna tell ghost stories. Is that right, Thomas? Yes, yes. We are going to share our personal experiences with the paranormal and high weirdness. Would anyone like to start with a ghost story or a scary story? I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be a G story i have an a story you have an a story i would give it an a plus oh can we hear it yes by the way it's a good thing that even though we share a parking lot with the hazel park police station they only have one officer on duty at a time so uh, the chances of them actually being in the parking lot is very slim as long as we don't make too much noise to attract them from the tim hortons cross corner across the street we should be okay do you hear that hear what the sound of crying. I'm Did you guys hear that? It came in very faintly. I couldn't make out exactly what it was saying. Please continue, Paul. It's probably the the ghosts coming from my story. Oh, uh, it's going to be a ghost story. It is. It's the ghost of. A thousand tiny spermies. Spermies? Mm-hmm. Oh. I believe that they were on a bus. On a bus, and the crying is actually not from them. The crying is actually from Thomas's penis. <gasps> and it wept into an owl that night. <gasps> mm-hmm. You know about the owl? Oh, I was the owl. I was controlling the owl. Do you know the pain? It is to crouch in a bus for 12 hours because you were able to remote view your location but did not remote view the time. So I sat there and I waited. I waited for Thomas to induce meth. Ah! Connie, you're into meth. It's a very scary story. That was a barn owl and I was like, I'm going to make this barn owl into a screech owl tonight. And oh boy. Did that owl make some noise as Thomas entered it? Do you know how hard it is to remote view an owl to be sexy? Do you know owls have hips? Wait a second. Are you saying a couple months back when Thomas fell off the wagon, you were behind this? I wasn't behind it. Thomas was. I believe Paul is admitting to sabotaging my progress as a remote viewer because I was becoming more powerful by the day and he needed to pull me back. (gasps) This is a scary story. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Checking the facts. Okay, I have learned that this story is false. It is, in fact, false. It is not true. It is just a, a, a smear campaign. It is a disinformation campaign to, 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 to distract the public from the truth that birds have hips. Birds have hips. Google birds have hips. I've seen some of those pictures where they lift an owl up. And I think owls may have hips, Radar. I mean, I don't want to say that your two, 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 twos may be wrong, but I think an owl could... Could wear a tutu or even two tutus. Fact checking, fact checking. You're right. And they can turn their heads to crane back and give a sassy look, and they can make eye contact as they're making love. Do you know how it is to hold a stare as you're ejaculating into something? Fact check. Oh, oh my god. Uh, correct. 
I believe the reason Paul is so enthusiastic about keeping eye contact as you ejaculate is because he cannot do that anymore with his lover, Ruben Studdard. Oh, snap. I make direct eye contact with my girlfriend, Atlantis Morissette, every time I make sweet love to her. Because we are definitely in a real relationship with each other. Your delusions don't serve you well. Okay, well, Dad, it's time for my story now, then. Uh, I don't need you to say anything. She was over just the other night. I told her to be really quiet so she wouldn't wake you and Mommy up. She's not known to ever be quiet. She was not there. Hey. She's gotten major hits by constantly complaining. By the way, I'm outside of your house almost every night, and I have not seen her there at all. Well, it's because my bedroom's in the basement. Basement, and there are cinder block windows that you can't see inside or out of. She doesn't have a car. What, does she just float to your house? She has a helicopter and she lands on the roof. So my story is about summer camp. This isn't about me. This is a fictional story. It's about a little chubby girl named Debbie Rick. Uh, Debbie. And um, she went to summer camp with her little brother, Chet. And Chet thought it would be funny to make Debbie uh, go as a girl because she was a girl. And um, anyway, like uh, one of the cooks took a liking to her because she had developed boobies at an early ah! age. Yeah, it's scary, Connie. And uh, he cornered her in a walk-in freezer. And, you know, she did what she had to do to escape. And then later she was... What did she do to escape? It's too scary to share. We are here for this purpose, Dickie. Uh, the story cut out there. I don't... Because I wasn't there. I don't know for sure. The security cameras cut cut off. <laughs> a- a- anyway, later this uh, lecherous cook had a, a whole big thing of boiling water fall on him. And then, like, a bunch of other people died. And Debbie met a, a nice boy... And uh, was canoodling on the beach. And then the, uh, a bunch of people came around because like, all sorts of people were dying at the summer camp. And then uh, they found Debbie on the beach with the boy. And Chet was like, hey, look, there's my brother Dick. Uh, there's, um, there's Debbie. And Debbie stood up. And everyone was surprised that Debbie had a penis. Ah! And then the end credits rolled. Anyway, that was, that was a story that didn't happen to me. Was Debbie surprised that they had a penis? Or did Debbie know the whole time? Debbie knew the whole time. And Chet knew, too, and thought it would be funny. And then, like, everyone thought that, like, because a bunch of people got killed earlier, everyone thought it was Debbie, which is very transphobic. Because, well, first of all, Debbie isn't trans. Debbie was just doing what vicious Chet made him do. Chet sounds a lot like somebody in this circle. Hmm. Somebody makes people do things that they don't want to do. No, Chet's nothing like Thomas. Thomas is like a brother that, uh, I... Uh, it sounds to me like Chet only brings out your inner desires and causes you to do what is already in your heart. Did you guys hear that? Does it sound like Chet to you? I've reorganized all the books in the library into a Morse code using the Dewey Decimal System. Someone can hear me. The building is handy, capable, and accessible. The years between 79 and 1802. It sounds like the noise when you put it on a station on AM radio that does not exist. 
Daddy, do you have a story? Well, it's quite possible that that noise is coming from another galaxy through oscillating radio waves. Hmm, this is very interesting. Well, I, I do know a few things about this subject. Would you like me to tell a story? Yes, please. Please do, Daddy. I, I would prefer... That you don't use this against me in the future, Dickie. I don't talk about this often, mostly because I feel that my scholarly exploits are enough to entertain at least an autumn's worth of potluck dinner parties, as long as the other guests don't decimate the ambrosia salad while I'm in the midst of an uproarious tale of Charlie Weissbaum getting busted falsifying an RMS surface accuracy lower than 0.29 gigahertz. Anyway... In 1987, I took a trip to the White Mountains. <gasps> they are quite scary. The highest recorded wind speed is in the White Mountains. Did you know that? Daddy, stop talking to Connie. She's my friend. Do not suggest that I would be... I'm a- my own woman. Why is everyone suggesting that I would engage in infidelity with your lovely mother? <laughs> I would like to continue the story. I've, I've reached out. This is painful to me. Please, Mr. O'Reilly, this is a safe space for you to share. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you very much. I think you might find this interesting, Dickie, or maybe I'm just being foolish. I went to the site where Betty and Barney Hill were detained without permission by an alien craft. It's a quite famous story. While I don't feel that our alien visitors often make repeat visits to the same location, I do believe that many of the sites where we know that craft visited are not thoroughly explored for signs of radiation anomalies that may not manifest until decades later. I rented a small campsite as far from the office volleyball courts and arcade as possible. I had brought along my IBM PS2, a flashlight that I got at Six Flags over Texas, binoculars, a guide to local foliage, and a five-gallon jug of amaretto sours. Was the amaretto for you or the invaders? Oh, I would be I would be open to sharing, although it would scare me that it may not be compatible with their digestive system. But I, I certainly would be open to sharing. Do you enjoy vulnerability? When I am unclothed with Dickie's lovely mother, I do enjoy that bit of vulnerability. Please get back to your story and stop talking about Mommy Ray. Okay, I'm sorry that I digressed. So it was a damp, overcast evening, but there was still a good deal of revelry coming from campsites nearer the office. I decided to turn in early and indulge in some Carl Sagan Mad Libs. I must have nodded out, struggling for the perfect gerund. I awoke to a noise that was not unearthly, which of course I would have welcomed, but distinctly unpleasant. As though it was possible, a dial-up internet connection was copulating with a non-consenting art Then there was a shadowy humanoid outside my tent, but with a cranium much larger than normal. It was too short to be a Yeti-like creature, and its swaying movements were not consistent with any reports I had ever read of alien encounters. The noise increased as the creature got closer. It didn't seem to be something that was entirely language. It seemed to be augmented by a sound as though a typical guitar was being strummed with an oven mitt. I recklessly leaned closer, and as I did, the creature lunged into my tent. (laughs) 
Nearly any forest dweller is equipped with claws that could rend openings in a temporary recreational shelter, but this creature scrabbled at my now-collapsed walls for a moment before tensing and remaining still. I, I knew I had to make a move or remain motionless myself until dawn break if I survived. Though stationary, the sound still emanated from the now-prone organism. It was a highly nasal whining, as though the entity was not compatible with our atmosphere, and it was horrendous. When I exited my collapsed tent, using skills I had acquired as a youth and the unfortunately monikered Weeblows, I tried to back away from where I knew the strange being to be, but I slipped on the wet grass and fell face first toward the decidedly abrasive sound. The first thing my hand touched was metal. It was not a tent pole. It was somehow attached to the creature's neck. Quizzically, I smelled raging patchouli, marijuana, and not-so-subtle body odor. It was a human. I mustered the strength to turn on my flashlight. The human had an enormous head of curly hair. The metal I had touched was the earphone headband of his personal music unit. Hey, Daddy. Yes, I don't mean to interrupt you, but when you said mustard, I went to look for the hot dogs that we brought, and I'm not... Mustard s- is a verb. I, I know, it's but... It's not a condiment. This is important. I'm not seeing them. Connie, where are the hot dogs, and why are you yelping like that? I ate all the hot dogs. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. I was hungry. Are you eating them with your mouth or your south mouth? Both. Connie. All my mouths and holes are filled with hot dogs right now. Connie, those hot dogs were for everybody. Well, you shouldn't have left them out in the open. Just for anyone to shove up the holes. If you're enamored of her, why are you giving her a hard time about processed meat products? I have a girlfriend. She lives in Canada. I would love to meet this girlfriend one day. Can we get a fact check on that? Fact check, fact check. I'll get back to you. I assure you all that Miss Atlantis Morissette is real. We had a uh, lunchtime rendezvous scheduled with her, and unfortunately, she had to cancel. But I can assure you, she is an actual person. Oh, really? I I noticed that the Prime Minister recently got in trouble for blackface over there. Has Dickie ever given Atlantis whiteface? He has shared with me on several occasions that it has occurred. Has she gone down on you in a theater? As for my research... Are we talking about a theta E-R or R-E? Fact checking. May I finish my story now? Please, Mr. O'Reilly, please. I've made an oscillating radio telescope using the bookshelves in the library. The kilohertz range is 1.02, the same noise I've heard Dickie's mother make while making, making, making sweet, sweet love to a fine elderly man. Can anyone hear me? Which is strange. I'm hearing uh, a frequency of noise that sounds like when you when you don't have an, a device attached to your Bluetooth receiver in your vehicle. Yeah, radio waves. I, I could explain it, but uh, not not now. We're, we're telling ghost stories. This is not a ghost story. The specimen I encountered was 100% homo sapien hippie. A hippie, if you're not aware, is an anachronistic holdover from a 60s subculture. Homo sapien say what? A hippie. Happy say what? Is this a knock-knock joke of which I'm not familiar, Dickie? Happy say what, or...
I have no idea what you're getting at. I think he's just bitter because you've been knock, knock, knocking boots with his mother. I think that that's quite a casual way to phrase our intense lovemaking, but I'll allow it. At any rate, this hippie that I encountered, hippies are a part of a subculture and rebellion that fizzled and morphed into disco. The subject was half comatose from substance indulgence. After further research, and you can fact check this, I found that the noises I heard were from a recording artist born Robert Zimmerman. And I caution anyone to avoid the cataclysmically caustic noises he markets his music. Birth name of Bob Dylan, born 1941, American singer-songwriter. Correct. Can you fact check singer? Singer. I believe it's a sewing machine. Fact check S-I-N-G-E-R. Singer. American director. <laughs> Disambiguation. I heard he's a stand-up I'm, fella. I'm broadcasting Bob Dylan's classics on a sewing machine. Do you think it's going to help you, Ms. Maeve, to... Get your story out. This has been a very scary time for me. I'm actually very upset. I didn't know these stories would be so scary. I noticed when uh, my stepdaddy mentioned Mr. Zimmerman, you uh, projectile shot a hot dog out of your... uh... One of them got out. One of them got out. I was saving that one for later, too. So it's very disappointing. I'm sorry about the hot dogs, everybody, but I needed all of them. Do you mind if I hold on to it for a bit? Yeah, you can have this. You have... Fact check. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, uh, works for the, don't think twice, it's all right. Don't think twice, it's all right. Don't think twice, it's all right. Propaganda. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, I guess I have a story. It's it's kind of scary, though, so you buckle in. I, I started, I was uh, walking around. I, I just got out of Kroger's. I had a few extra carts. I was going down the street with those carts, and one of the wheels were a little janky, so I had to toss it. I tossed it, and then when I tossed it, you know what I saw? I saw a dead dog. Mm. And it was dead and rotting. It was a dead dog. And then I poked it. I poked it to try to get it up, and it didn't wake up because it was dead. Was it possible that the dog was just playing dead because it was in fear for its no, safety? No, its eyeballs were there. out of its head. I think it was hmm. super dead. Are you talking about like an animal dog yeah. or like an unsavory human dog? Oh. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think it had human hands, but it could have. I didn't look that hard. I was pretty spooked. So I I just saw it and poked it and then ran away. It, of course, did not have human hands because Paul only operates on felines. Oh, do you? You don't, you don't put hands on dogs or birds? No, they, they are man's best friend. What if you put arms on a snake? Arms on a snake? That's just called me. Uh, Oh, I have quite an anaconda. That's, that's sexy. I like that. Paul, she's my friend. I'm going to tell you exactly what I told my stepdaddy. Leave my friend alone. If she's already up for poking a limp dog, she might be up for poking a limp anaconda. Thomas, tell Paul to be cool. Paul is just feeling um, sort of forlorn. forlorn. That's one of Thomas's spermies. If you can see it, there's a little dust ball in the light. It almost looks like a normal piece of dander, but it's really a, a spermie. Since my dog, Toby, you, you, you found him. Can anyone here find my dog, Toby, and tell him where I am? He'll come to my rescue. He sleeps with his eyes open. Is anyone Looks here? Looks kind of like a 
Yes, yes, it sounds it sounds sort of like when you put it on one FM station, but another FM station is also coming through. How do you think the dog died? Were there any signs? It of was manic? filled with bullet holes, so probably shot a lot. It was probably shot at least twenty-seven times. About twenty-seven. Did you count them all? I count them. Yeah, I counted all of them. It was twenty-seven exactly. Would it be possible to play a George Clinton record backwards to find out how the dog died? Orlando, do you have a scary story? Uh, yes. The, my first scary story is is uh is is, is this guy's weak ass hacking. <laughs> Ah. When you say this guy, you're pointing to uh, an empty chair that sometimes, I swear to God, sometimes I look out of the corner of my eye and I think that chair has wheels on the side. It's as if there's a a spirit there. My scary story begins. It was somebody else. It was it was somebody else, and it was long ago, and it, but it was just like it is today, much like a night like tonight. Ah! <laughs> Do you want some ketchup for that one, Connie? Yeah, mustard, please. Extra mustard. What the hell is it? It looks like there's mustard on it already. That's just my discharge. Oh, oh, oh. oh. This happens to be the runniest marshmallow I've ever had. Connie... Was that marshmallow inside of you? I might have put all of them in me. Well, that explains the aftertaste. The delicious flavor? Yes, that's what I was going to say. I, can you make a fluffernut? Oh, honey, you have no idea. I have so many fluffernutters. I made out of them. Let's, there's one for you. The meat space. It is disgusting. A man was in his house doing what normal people do during the day, and he looked over, and what did he find? He had found that the tape had fallen off of his webcam. <laughs> Right? (laughs) He quickly put it back on, but the damage had been done. He had been wiping nacho cheese off of his ski mask, and it may have caught a glimpse of who he really was. But the man, who was not me, continued continued his day. Hey, Orlando. Yes. Your story doesn't remind me of this at all. Remember the time that you told me before a meeting how you got that weird email that was just one of the passwords you use and people said that they were going to tell all your friends and family about all the porn you look at, the types of porn? I got an email that said that Orlando looks at normal porn. Ah! No! No! Really, like no adjectives or nothing. You just type in porn. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, that must be incorrect. In fact, let me, let let me let me fact let me fact check. Is it porn with an H? Oh. Is it at the very least prawn? It's just regular pornography. It's just regular. But that's not the that's not the issue here. The, the, there's a real ghost story that needs to be told. It's a, my my porn habits are it's a distraction from the real story. It's a distraction. You're you're listening to too much Bob Dylan. Don't think twice. It's all right. The story that is in front of you is the story that that needs to be told instead of the one that's being covered up. <laughs> my porn habits are neither here nor there. The next day, the man gets an advertisement on his Facebook.com profile that said that said. Check out your local REI for good deals on ski masks. They had me. Him. They had him. He was caught. He was in the open. The only thing he could do was throw the scent off the trail by Googling fucked up pornography. Orlando, now my story was not about me, but what was your story about you? Yes. Oh my god, look next to you, it's Walt! Oh my goodness! 
Why are you flickering in and out with the TV? You just can see me. It's like the message that Princess Leia passed through all two D two. But shitty. Please, please, please help me. I may I. Oh, it's great to be here on the truth I uh, be nice to get this show on the road. Then I it's nice to see that this campsite was accessible to incorporeals. Oh, I'm really sorry, Walt, but we only have time for one more story, and Thomas hasn't shared one yet. Uh, I Did he just disappear? <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh, no, he's gone. He's gone again. Dutch, help! I think he's asking for uh, one of the characters from the movie Predator. Dutch. That's ridiculous. We don't have access to such a celebrity. Oh, well, I hope I sure pulled the right movie on that one. Daddy, you know a lot about old cinema. Was Dutch a name of the character in the original Predator? Radar, can you please fact check this? Fact checking, fact checking. I think I just saw Walter's transmission pop back in with a thumb up. I was raised Catholic and I just felt that Predator might be a film that would trigger me so I chose not to watch. Oh, you're thinking Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was a different movie completely. I did watch that movie because at that point in my life prior to meeting your mother i did wish to be triggered thomas do you have a story yes of course i have a story um my story also is not about me it is about a little boy is it about paul for all intents and purposes we can say it was paul ha ha the story's gonna be about you fact check fact check the walrus was paul oh, are you sure that was just an rei ad for you radar and not moose jawline oh Burned. You just got pwned. My <clears throat> my story begins, uh, let's say, in New Jersey, uh, where there was a young boy who was growing up in a relatively well-to-do family. This boy had all of the modern accoutrements that a young boy growing up in that uh, world would need. He actually grew accustomed to uh, living in such a way. And then one day, he was outside with his friends, putting firecrackers in fish's mouths and lighting them. Wait, what now? The boy, he was with his friends. They were having fun. This does not sound like a fun time. This is a standard experiment of young boys in New Jersey. As a, a fellow New Jersey boy, I would not sing about that in Jersey Boys now. What was your favorite song in Jersey Boys, Paul? It was not Glub glub goes a fish's head as it blows up because firecrackers are shoved in its mouth. What was your favorite song in Jersey Boys, Thomas? It was I Only Have Eyes for You, Fish with a Firecracker in Your Mouth. Baby, you think when I'm not Orlando, wave your arm around in the projection. I don't know if we can pay for the rights for this song. During my brief stint of unplugged from the dark web, I, I traveled around with a band called Fish with Firecracker in its mouth. Go on with your, your spooky story, then. Of course. So this character that we are calling Paul, he was spending his summer with his friends, forming very deep bonds with them, and he became very close with his running mates when one afternoon his mother sat him down as the school year was approaching and 
warned him that he may have to enroll the next school year in the public school system. That's terrifying. It is absolutely horrid. You know, I knew, uh, again, a little girl named Debbie, who uh, her younger brother Chet put an M80 in her bottom hole. Ah! Kept threatening to light it. I think Chet's the scariest thing I could imagine right now. I can top that with this even scarier story. Does it involve my little... Does it involve a fictional character named Chet? Perhaps. It involves the public school system. As you see, in every public school classroom, there is a globe. (gasps) But they also have maps, so it kind of cancels itself out. Yes, but I believe these uh, globes are fairly accurate because they are hollow. Yeah, I don't know what you were getting at, Orlando. Don't worry. Globes are fictional. Just like the round Earth. Earth. It's round. I don't see how that's possible. It's very round. Earth is neither flat nor round. Earth is in an ovoid shape due to the strong gravitational pulls of the sun. Both the flat earthers and the globe owners are wrong. Ruben Stoddard had had bonds that looked like two perfect spheres and and they did have a gravitational pull. I read I read online uh, of of meat meat space uh, uh, etiquette. It's not good to talk about politics at a social gathering like like bonfires or Halloween parties. I'm sorry for bringing it up. Yes, um, I believe all of these Earth theories are wrong. I believe the reason why the perception is that the Earth is flat is because the Earth is in fact a square. Ah! Shh, you guys hear that? You guys hear sirens? It, oh, uh, yeah, I hear that. I think faintly. it's the one on duty, Hazel Park police officer, Officer uh, Bobby Boxenbaum. Uh, I think he's coming back from the Tim Hortons. This has been a special Halloween episode of the Truthcast. Uh, if you have a scary story, please call in at 248-677-1724. And Thomas and I would like to thank all of our guests for being on this special episode. Yes, thank you, everyone. Now we must get going because the sirens are getting closer. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Paul. Please will yourself into existence, Walt. Thank you, Walt. And thank you, Orlando. Can I have the last runny s'more? Daddy, you know where that came out of, don't you? I'm not going to discuss that, Dickie, because you'll twist it to your prurient fantasy. You better not kiss my mommy on her mouth tonight, because I kiss her on the mouth tonight. Don't tell me what to do with your mother. Well, I kiss her on the mouth goodnight. Don't do that again. I don't want to get your saliva and your Burt's Bees all over my own face. Oh, grow up. We don't always use tongue. Please, everyone, the sirens are getting closer. Dickie, leave the fire. The police can take care of that. Everyone, we must go now. Someone trip Paul. We don't have to run faster than the police. We just have to run faster than each other. Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. You can send questions, topic suggestions, or comments to Thomas at TrueHeroes053 at gmail.com or to Dickie at LittleDickR at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Wow, this was a fun one to record. Alex and I would like to thank all of our guests for getting together on an afternoon to record this. Like, half of us were super sick at the time. In fact, I'm still sick right now. I'm coughing so much that if my life were a zombie movie, I would not be making it. I have about two and a half minutes left before someone's going to have to take my head off. Thank you, Jimmy Doom, for playing Dickie's stepdad. Dr. Professor Terry O'Reilly. That character debuted way back in episode one. Thank you to Connor Mead for bringing back Connor 
Johnny Meath. She originated in episode three. Brett Mercer is Radar slash Orlando, and his character first debuted in episode five. Sam Rager is Paul Starr, and she debuted that character on episode 10, and also brought him back recently on episode 24, and did a crossover with him on the Dead Waves radio podcast, advancing the Paul Starr character, which is where her cats ended up getting human limbs. And Tim Den Otter doing Walter Allen Lincoln Clay, and he debuted his character on the podcast on episode 13. All of these people appeared additionally on episode 10.5, that's the bonus live episode, which was our farewell show from Sellermans. I also want to take a quick second to thank some of the people who have left reviews and have reached out personally to say nice things about the podcast. My buddy Dougie, Paul Duggan. I also want to thank Isaac Lanfert, who has said very nice things, left us a nice review on iTunes. And again, I, I cannot state enough how important he is to the birth of this show by him co-creating the fake author show. That's what gave me and Alex the spark for doing this. Uh, thank you to Dustin Burwell, Alex Piccolo from the Dead Waves Radio Podcast. Also really want to thank my buddy Dennis Berziak, who's been there by my side from the very start, pre-comedy. And he's such a supportive friend. He really is like a brother to me. And uh, he comes to the live shows. He listens to the podcast. He gives me honest feedback. I'm having so much fun doing this. And I'm overwhelmed that I can look at the numbers and go, oh, wow, someone's listening in Poland right now. This is so crazy that someone across the world is listening to some silly thing that we created. Alex and I are blown away that people in 30 countries have downloaded the podcast and we have regular listeners in places like Estonia that I didn't even know where that was until I looked it up on a map. Iceland, tons of listeners in Australia. Maybe it's the cold medicine. I don't know, but I'm feeling really choked up right now. Thank you, everybody. Please tell your friends if you're enjoying the show and reach out to me and Alex too. We're needy comedians. We need constant validation because our dads didn't love us enough. Thank you for listening to the Truthcast. 